Hi everyone, I'm Dalen, founder and design educator at Curious Core. Welcome to our Working in UX Design podcast series, where we interview a UX design leader in the industry on their experience in this emerging field. We've had UX professionals from Grab, AirAsia, Google, and more join us previously, and we're bringing you more exciting interviews this year. Stay tuned for this week's interview with our special guest, who is working in UX design. Welcome to our session where we have a very special guest. His name is Chen Mu Wu. Uh, Chen Mu is actually a UI UX lead at Daras, uh, which is a uh, startup, and he works there on a full-time basis. Before he joined Daras, uh, Chen Mu was actually the senior UX designer at Shopee itself. And one of the things we're going to talk about today with our special guest is the impact of AI in UX design. And the reason why we invited Chen Mu to come to our session today is because he has actually created a plugin that allows you to generate wireframes instantly. And that plugin is actually connected with ChatGPT. And his plugin went viral. And Chen Wu claims that it's just a weekend project. So he's, he's on his way to improve it uh, a lot more. But it looks like it has been quite pro- popular. So today we're going to talk about all things AI. And just to share a little bit more about Chen Wu's background, he graduated from university with a degree in architecture. And he has worked for Shopee for four years and is played a pivotal role in initiating the migration from Sketch to Figma. And definitely, he's very, very passionate about Figma and how uh, Figma is going to help designers do better work. He's a, one of the primary contributors for the Shopee design system. So if you're a user of Shopee, probably see his work over there. Daras is part of Alibaba. Is that right, Chemu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're currently under okay, Alibaba, cool. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So this is really quite interesting. And he oversees a team of five designers from Pakistan and Singapore, where they are driving innovation and fostering a user-centric design solutions within the organization. So Chenbu, we're really excited to have you here. Um, I believe probably this is the first time you're speaking publicly about your app outside of your own LinkedIn profile. Am I right? Yes, yes. Uh, it's the first time. Yeah, and it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. First of all, thank you for being on the show. And I want to uh, actually ask you a very quick question. What exactly do you do for Alibaba and what exactly do you do at work? Yeah, so currently I'm the lead UI UX designer in Daras. So we are actually the leading e-commerce platform in South, A- uh, South Asia. So you can think of if you use Shopee or Lazada, then we are the uh, South Asia version of Lazada called Aras. So I, I guess I guess none of the uh, participants are from South Asia, so you may not heard of the company, but we're doing exactly the same thing. Um, not, not exactly, like, like a very similar model of uh, uh-huh. business model, but we are just doing it in Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Nepal, uh, these countries. So uh, as the lead UI UX designer, uh, what I do is uh, not only leading the design team, overseeing the design, but personally, I Uh also do the design for all the buyer side related design requests. So uh, all the apps, our app and our desktop web uh, app, I'm actually the designer for these platforms. And in the team, we are also designing for our seller platform. Uh, for our uh, advertisement platform, our life, and then financial services. So that's the entire design team's job. So for me, usually I will just, uh, you know, review and oversee the designs in order to, for all the product managers and UI designers to collaborate well. Well, we need a work process and also a good design system. So I just I'm leveraging on my experience in building Shopee's design system. So I'm trying to build up a very quick setup of the design system here yeah that, that's basically it thank you so much for sharing all of that and it's interesting that you're working on a, a foreign market do you have to travel to pakistan often or uh, what's going on are you working fully remote 
most of the time it's remote. Uh, actually, I just traveled to Pakistan is it, is it last week or uh, the week before. So mm. it's the first time I go there and I interviewed our sellers, our users. And it's a very uh, interesting experience there. And I'm planning to go to Bangladesh soon. Okay, that's awesome. But yeah, today we are here to talk about this plugin that you created. And I'm just going to quickly share my screen. Um, I believe it's called Wireframe Designer, right? So uh, this particular plugin that you, you have, uh, it's used by 25,500 people. It's got 700 likes. I would say by any standards, uh, I would consider that going viral. And you're using ChatGPT. So maybe you want to share with us like what, what prompted you to create something like that on Figma? Like what prompted you to, to write a plug, plugin yourself? For me, actually, ChatGPT has been, has been the, the viral thing for quite a long time. And to me, actually, it is to my surprise that there isn't a very good UI generation uh, tool out in the market yet. You know, we have uh, mid-journey that generates a lot of images, and we have ChatGPT for text generation. But it's very natural as a UI designer to think about whether we can have a tool that can use AI to generate you know, UI design easily. So. It's actually to my surprise, there isn't a very complete product yet. Even as of now, I think the most uh, complete product that I see out in the market is probably Framer. Recently, they released their AI. But uh, when I tried out that, it's more suitable only for, you know, landing page, that kind of basic layout. So, so, so to me, it's actually a very natural thing to think about, you know, what we can do to leverage UI. Uh, leverage AI's power to generate uh, UI design. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. And how early were you experimenting with ChatGPT? So you released this in April, uh, but how early were you playing with ChatGPT already? It's since GPT-3, I guess. Because GPT-3 is only, it's really something that is mm. good enough for us to have a very mm. meaningful conversation. Yeah, it's a, it's a good enough model for us to experiment a lot of possibilities with it. So I think since the release of GPT-3, it's already a hit mm. uh, on Twitter and all mm. other platforms. Yeah, you, ca you catch on it pretty... I just want to add an information. You catch on it pretty fast because GPT-3 was only released in the middle of March. So it looks like you were experimenting and then immediately you, within a month, you decided to build, build a plugin. March 2022, sorry, corrections on that. So, so that it was about uh, slightly more than a year ago where it was released and you spend some time playing with it uh, before you decide to actually uh, build a plugin. Yes, uh, 3.5 is actually really next big hit that I would say its level of intelligence really is another level comparing to GPT-3. So I just feel very excited about it and it can code and it's also that it can de definitely generate some content that is, uh, can be easily processed by a machine. So that's a awesome. great opportunity, yeah. So while you're preparing a demo, maybe let me just uh, sort of like frame uh, a few questions that maybe people have in mind. I want to kind of have, give Shamu a, a chance to show off his work and his plugin uh, as well. So Shamu, are we, are we ready to do like a quick demo by any chance? Sure, anytime. So yeah, feel free to share your screen. And for those of you who are listening uh, over on, on our podcast uh, or just listening in, uh, I'll be describing as, as, as Chenmu is kind of like um, doing some of his demo. So uh, what you can do is on Figma, you can search for the plugin, uh, Wireframe Designer, mm. and then uh -huh. you can run it. So the current published version I did uh, completed in April. So there is a very simple version that you can just type what you want to design and click on design and you'll generate the wireframe for that. So it's a very simple concept. Probably, you know, any of you can give an example of what you want to design, what you have in mind now. What, what would you say is a good use case? Like what is a good app? Yeah, it, it's uh, probably uh, we should actually have one that is more for UI, but make Mona Lisa the second. Actually, I'm not sure what will happen if we if we type in that, but it's fine that if we can make, make, make Mona Lisa the second. Oh, 
Interesting. Wow. I can't, I can't actually, wait, I don't even, how is this, like, how would they even know? Yeah, so, so basically, it will definitely generate some result, but, you know, uh, based on the quality of input that you have, uh, it will be, yeah. it, it's re it really depends, you know, so for example, this one, it does not make a lot of sense to me. Uh, but yeah, at least, but at least ChatGPT knows that okay, Mona Lisa is a painting. Probably we should p put a image, big image, on yeah. top, and then uh, we probably so, need some description and reviews for that. And then probably you want to buy the image, so that is his guess. So what the plugin does is really just to use. I didn't do any uh, fine tune of the model. Probably that's a future thing yeah. that we can do, but um, yeah. Uh, basically, it will just take uh, whatever ChatGPT's response to this sentence and uh, using UI components to generate a, U, uh, a, a UI based on that. I think it's actually really, really cool. And while you think about a second prompt, I wanna I wanna just describe this to people who are listening over audio. So basically, it is a one screen wireframe of Mona Lisa the second. There is no image, but it assumes that uh, someone is actually gonna buy a painting of it. And because they're gonna buy a painting, it allows for size selection, and there are actually customer reviews. So you can actually add it to cart, which is actually pretty, pretty cool. The reviews are definitely relevant, yes. Which is why I, which is why I gave such a big wow just now, because I, I was surprised that they were, they were able to generate relevant reviews. Yeah. Uh, so if we want a more serious one, uh, we can have. Uh... Let's do something around e-commerce. Right? Yeah, yeah. So so basically, we can have a a, a homepage for e-commerce or a fashion yeah. uh, fashion shop. Yeah, so basically the content generation is not really on me, on the plugin. It's really all whatever uh, ChatGPT returns. Fashion shop, new arrivals, uh, women, men, kids, probably there are types that you can choose the categories, featured products, uh, our brands. Okay, it says uh, there are three brands and then you can uh, select some price range. Yeah, that's, that's uh, its response. I would say it's actually really cool. So actually for the same uh, same prompt. Let's see if it generates something different. Yeah, so every time it will generate a different, slightly different uh, answer. And if you really adjust the temperature of the model, you can also adjust to see, you know, uh, get a very wild answer or a very ordinary answer. That's cool. I mean, even with the same prompt, you see a totally different wireframe. Yeah, yeah so... For this one, uh, okay, men, women, this time there's no kiss, but it's fine. And uh, yeah. it has trending now. Uh, there are three items, new arrivals, uh, email. Yeah, I think that's probably important and customer reviews. But yeah, that's another answer. That's, that's basically really cool. the idea of that. So I won't say that this, uh, the, the design generated is, is perfect. Of course it's not, but mm. it's very relevant and sometimes it's, inspiring so we can really take some yeah. good ideas from it like when i'm designing something that's i don't even have a reference because like for example uh, from the back end uh, people enter very innovative app ideas that they can't even find a good reference on in the market that's yeah. the time when they can actually use this one and then see what's the result and take some ideas from it i have a question do you actually use this at work no, but not for for my own work, but for yeah. some other idea generation, I will yeah. use it because it can really put up things very quickly uh, for discussion. Mm. I would say if I just need a, a rough UI wireframe for a homepage, uh, no matter what it is, mm. I, look, I need something like this quickly, then it's yeah. very useful. Yeah. But when yeah. we dive into the very details of design, there mm. are a lot of compli uh, complications that uh, obviously the current AI can't solve. So mm. in my actual work, yeah. I don't use this plugin. But for example, yeah. if I want to design a side project by myself on an app that 
I don't know, like some crazy idea. Then this would be very useful. Well, yeah, and and I think people are getting excited.、Uh, we're seeing a lot of different prompts, but we're not going to go into that. If you want to give it a try, please、uh, go. Yeah, probably we can have another、free. one. Let's just have another one.、Okay. Make what's、I'll、in my you, fridge app. Yeah, this is a very good example of、uh, make what's in my fridge app. Something that you can't even find any、uh, reference out in the market, but it will definitely give you some answer,、uh, no matter good or bad. And yeah, it's let's see what, a bit. It's、uh, sometimes very interesting to look at what the result is. Okay,、uh, it has a banner、wow. on top as well. Select an ingredient and search recipes,、wow. videos, articles,、uh, recipes, popular、cool. ingredients. It assumes you're going to cook. So as you can see,、um, there are a lot of similarities generated、uh, for those. So actually, they are preset components. So what ChatGPT does is just to populate the content inside. So when I'm building these components, I try to make it as universal as possible, like with the very common ones、oh. like product cut, and then selections,、oh. uh, tabs,、oh. so that、oh. it can be easily used in a lot of situations. But you know, due to、oh. the limitation of the number of components and you know the the fixed template that you have. Uh, it does definitely.、Yeah. There are some, you know, repetitions and patterns that we can see, but I, I guess there's always room for improvement. So, to me, adding component is definitely possible, but it's a very,、yeah. to me,、uh, a tedious, and not so process. fun process. You know, right now it has eight、yeah. components. If I have time, I can add to you know forty, one hundred components. But it just takes a lot of time out of me, right? So for me, what I really interested、uh-huh. in just to explore the idea. Okay, this is definitely possible. Yeah. So,、um, if we have a、uh, hundred components, then the result generated can be very、uh, different every time, and it's very inspiring every time.、Um, it just need a lot of work. But for this demo, for this demo of the plugin, we'll just know that okay, it's definitely possible. Thank you so much for showing the demo, and thank you for all your prompts.、Um, if you would like to try this for yourself, please sign up for a free Figma account,、uh, figma.com, and download、uh, the plugin、uh, Wireframe Designer by Chen Mu Wu,、uh, and you'll be able to see for yourself what、uh, what it generates.、Uh, so far, I think the results are very very interesting and somewhat also surprising. Yeah, so I think we can stop sharing. I actually、oh, wanted、yeah. to share some more because recently I'm、uh, I'm also you know by popular demand I'm also. Oh, you have a beta. You have a beta version that you're working on development. So we we get to see the preview. Yes, go on. I'm actually planning to publish it soon. So this one,、uh, the 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 main improvement that we did is、uh, to add desktop capability. So right now you see just now、mm. there isn't any. It's always、uh, mobile. Yes, mobile, and then、uh, I I added the desktop components, so and also、mm. uh, the paid version. I'm trying to get this project、mm. uh, sustainable, but、uh, cool. for the free version,、uh, you are already able to generate、uh, mobile or desktop design, and then there is、mm. a separate text field that for you to enter the context. For example, what's in my fridge、yeah. app. And then the actual design tasks, a lot of times is not about the context. For example, what I want is a homepage, uh, with, uh-huh. uh, homepage with homepage, uh, about, uh, recipes, for example,、yeah. uh, or a homepage、yeah. about uh, a shopping list. I'm not sure, like、mm. anything. Um. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so basically, these are two different types of information. What's in my fridge app for、uh, teenagers?、Mm. This is the the background of the app, but the design task is probably homepage about shopping list. You can change the design task, for example, like my my account page or different pages. But、mm. the context is usually、yeah. uh, a fixed thing, right? And then you can generate the desktop design right now. Oof, that this is something that actually. I love the little GIF that you created. Yeah, yeah, I created the GIF,、yeah. and right now it is streaming the design, so you can see how the design. It's, it's literally like the design has been printed. Yes, yes.、Uh, it generated component by component. So right now, okay, it has it says、wow. shopping list. You can add item. 
uh, all items, uh, add items to shopping list. Okay, some sometimes uh, I I I think it's a okay valid design. Um, yeah. So yeah, so basically we have added a homepage for grocery. Uh, I'm not sure, like grocery Gros store. Okay. Grocery store. Uh, yeah. Stock. Let's just mm. so basically the all the content is generated by ChatGPT whether it's good or bad or you know so I'm not controlling that yet yeah that, that that's it so what it generates okay my grocery store you can mm. search for items my stock you can yeah. clear or add item so each one you can clear or add a diary mm. and a chicken or anything and then shopping list you can clear and add and then there is your profile. Nice. So it's making sense and it's uh, doing, I think, a good job because it has, you know, teenager, you see, what the context mm. is providing, you know, and also it's actually mm. very relevant and then it can take some uh, good um, inspirations that, uh, from it, yeah. Okay, well, thank you for showing us a preview. And uh, someone did ask, like, what would happen if there are very detailed prompts? I'm sure you will be able to find out if you give it a, uh, a try later when uh, Chenmu releases the final version. Uh, but thank you for showing showing a preview. Um, very impressive demo. Um, I'm just wondering, since we're on the on this topic, right, it's generative AI. We see AI actually generating written content. We see AI generating images and photography. Now we see AI generating wireframes. Are UX designers going to lose their jobs very soon? I think for UX, especially UX designers, I think it's it's uh, not so effective. I think it will really empower UX designers. And for UI designers, I would also feel that UI designers will be more focusing on design system and then another part of the UI designers are probably going to be PMs. So basically if we have a very complete design system as demonstrated in the plugin if we have a very good set of components not only eight but you know like a hundred and then we have a very good uh, content generation system that use the design system then I think the work is more solving the problem itself which most of the time uh, product managers do. And for UI, only, if you do only do UI, you will be very focusing on the generation of the components. That's what I feel. But either way, we will always get job and you know make our lives easier by using AI. For UI designers, I, I really feel that it's just a very helpful tool uh, that it can quickly incorporate some ideas we have in mind and then quickly generate uh, visualize our ideas. I think we will not lose job, it's just uh, what we will do about it. Because AI is machine, in my opinion, uh, the problem of generated AI in terms of product is that a lot of times we want, we have a very strong will to control the product, which AI won't provide. You know, we have such a strong will to control the product, control our business, that the AI can't be accountable for. Like we have nobody to blame if we just use the AIS version. I think it's a reality. People, we need to, you know, let people to do it, to make it accountable for the result, to be able to implement our will to control what we want to have. So usually what AI can generate, even for, you know, MidJourney and ChatGPT, is that it can generate an 80% good result to me. So for example, if I use ChatGPT for my email, I never, I never uh, copy the entire result into my email. I always have to make edit. Probably you can say that that's not good enough yet, but I would say that it's because people are so willing to control the result that they have to do some modifications on top of it. Even for image generation, if you don't know how to draw, actually you can use Midjourney to uh, generate a 80 80% 80 good result 
But if you're a professional designer, you will know that the result generated is still not exactly what you want. You know? So you must work on top of it. So basically, that's what I feel about the, UI, uh, the, the AI uh, technology right now. It's always a very helpful tool for, for us to start with, but eventually we still need to decide what the, the, the end result looks like. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. So UX designers, your jobs are not at risk yet, um, at least with the current AI technology. When, yeah, when we are talking about the job as risk, uh, I feel that it's not a good term to use, I feel. Even if UI, UX researcher, we, we don't need UI researcher anymore, the, the, the problem, what, uh, the, the thing we should think of right now is that, is that uh, if I use AI, what kind of contribution can I do for what we want mm. to do? It's like another, another era. So when you know, mm. the industrial revolution comes, people, will, people think that, okay, uh, workers will lose their jobs because machine will take over the works, right? But right now we are all good, right? Because it's, it's more about how you can do with the machines. It's actually creating much more needs and much more jobs. It's the same yeah. thing. I, I guess it's the same thing that will, you know, uh, happen to AI. We are afraid that yeah. AI will take uh, a lot of jobs, but actually AI is taking over a lot of jobs that is boring for us. And then we can focus on mm. a lot more meaningful things. Like we don't need to do repetitive work in the factory because machine take over the work. Now we don't have to do UX research. We can think about our own business and let AI do the UX research in the future. Probably everyone can be an entrepreneur very easily and they, you can get UX research results very easily in the future. That's also possible, but probably not in the near future. Even if it's possible, even all the UX researchers um, are replaced by machine, it's also fine. Like we can focus on more interesting stuff, you know? So that's, mm. that's my, yeah. Yeah. Tomu, thank you for bringing that important distinction into the discussion because um, just like computers, people were thinking computers are going to, to replace a lot of our, our workers uh, or software is going to replace a lot of our workers. But eventually we just learn to work with computers. Eventually we just learn to work with software. So AI is like the next thing that we have to learn how to work with. And we have a participant over here who said um, she read somewhere that AI will not replace people's jobs. It will just replace people who refuse to learn to work with it. Agree, disagree? Yeah, for me, I okay. completely agree. So we really should uh, embrace it and to see what we can do with it. Don't be afraid to try out and, you know, get our hands dirty on trying out whatever technology available. You are working on an AI plugin. You are experimenting with AI and you've been working in the design industry for a long time. So I'm just asking, uh, trying to understand from you, if you're hiring people right now, if you're hiring UX designers right now, do you have the expectation for them to be open to using AI? Or is there any, anything that you're looking out for as a hiring manager, right? Because you're a UX lead yourself. What are kind of the attributes that you're looking out for for modern designers? I think having the interest for technology is, is definitely a plus. If you have experience in doing that is definitely a plus but i think for especially for a designer being open minded it's very important but it, in terms of work actually it's really about uh, what kind of specialization we want it is really paying attention to the details kind because different job scopes have very different uh, very distinctive uh, requirements so for example like ui designer i i really hope that we can have people that's really paying attention to the details because if UI designers are not doing it, then nobody is doing it. Like PMs can generate wireframes themselves. Our job is really to make it into the pixels, like all the icons align and then things are doing well. And then we can consolidate these into components that can be reused uh, so that we can make our um, work more efficient. So that's really about UI, paying attention to details and consolidated components. But you know, for uh, UX researchers, it's really about finding problems, being able to generate a process for us to have the next step vision for the product. 
getting to know the users, uh, what we should do next. The focus are very different, I, I, I would say, but something in common, for example, like uh, being keen and sensitive and open for the new technology is definitely a plus. Uh, yeah, also, uh, I think um, being able to make our work more efficient is also important, uh, whether it is using AI or creating a SOP or consolidated documents and uh, sharings. I think whatever the tool is, making our work more efficient is a good point, I, I would say. Thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners. And I'm wondering, you know, how should designers prepare for the future? Now with technology, now um, with so much disruption, how should they prepare themselves? Whether they're interested in joining the industry or whether they're actually um, already in the industry, how should they prepare for the future um, where product development is actually going to be even more enabled by technology? Yeah, I, I think it's really we need to focus on the important things. And there are skills that are timeless, which I feel that we should really focus on. You know, uh, in terms of product thinking, this kind of uh, timeless qualities and skills really important. I think one of the listeners saying, you know, we got to remember that UX wasn't even a thing 10 years ago. <laughs> and, and it's true. I'm working in education, right? So we actually teach people not just the hard skills, but also the soft skills and doing uh, building products and designing uh, products as well. So I'm just going to list a few things and you, you can tell me whether whether they make sense. And actually, these are so-called the timeless skills that you want. Number one is critical thinking. Would you consider that a timeless skill? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Number two is... I would say something along the lines of like communication and stakeholder management. Yeah, that's super important for designers. I think designers are yeah. actually a communication role sometimes because oh. we communicate using the design that we have. Because a lot of times PMs and business, they can't talk to each other before we put a oh. design in front of them and they can appraise it or cri criticize it. It's a communication role. As a designer. Yeah. Number three, I would say facilitation skills, being able to get people in the room and facilitate something. Number four would be, I would say maybe to a certain degree, project management skills. I mean, it sounds really old fashioned, but <laughs> being able to manage a project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there, there are definitely a lot of more, I think, as you progress in your career. I think not only soft skills, skills uh, but even hard skills, like the things that mm. we feel that, you know, uh, it's very, it can be replaced by machine. To a, a certain extent, if your hard skills are good enough and you have good enough critical thinking, uh, you will become the one who developing those tools like I did for the wireframe designers. For hard skills, yeah. if you go into a level, you will try to consolidate and summarize and uh, having a set of rules by yourself so that people can reuse it. And that is the very good, uh, very meaningful thing about hard skills. So for example, like designers, what actually I'm thinking, especially with the use of AI, uh, what we are doing as a designer, exactly what we are doing. So basically, we have a set of information like design requirements. What needs to be displayed on the page, right? Then the next thing what we do is we structuralize this information, make it into good inf with good information hierarchy. We think with mm. our product thinking, we think about what information is important, what is not, what we want the user to see first, then second. So we make a good structure of the information. Then with our visual sense, with a good UI sense, we make it into a good looking interface. Design. And that yeah. is only the interface level. We also think about, you know, interactions, motions, and also the entire user flow, not only one page, right? Okay, like this plugin. So 
GPT is very good at structure content. It can generate very good structure content. If you ask it anything, it will it will structure it like first, second, third. Like it will point, give you give you points, and then you give you uh, a structured answer. GPT is very good at this. And then what we do is taking this information and using our visual skills to structure the content even more and making realizing them into good UI components. That is essentially the job of a designer. If you think about yeah. like for in, in first principle, what we are doing, you know, we, our input, if, if we are a machine, our input is the information, our output is the flow. But what happens in between? We structure the information, yeah. then we do the UI. And we absorb it, yeah. Yeah, so if you have very good hard skills, for example, how you structure the information hierarchy, right? And how you make this information into UIs. If you have a very solid methodology of your own, you can actually productize mm. it and into a tool. That is really good level hard skill that I think is very important as well. Like this is timeless as well, that you can build things that automate by itself. I love your line of thought because I'm, I'm trying to maybe bring, bring an analogy to it. It's like you, you are a craftsman, right? You, you, maybe you built swords like in the past, right? And, and you know how to build the best sword. But one day you decide that, you know what? I'm going to build the best tools to build the best sword. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. You, yeah. you know all the details of how to build a good sword, then yeah. you are the best man to produce, design the machine that built the best sword. That's the thing that we should do use with AI as well. Like it's a, it's an empowering tool for us to think about how we can do. So the hard skills are actually very important. If you don't know the very details of how to build a sword, how to make it sharp, what's the process, you can't build a good machine of building sword. That is true. Yeah, so I, I don't think we're we're gonna get replaced anytime, but we do need to maybe go to a high order of thinking to think about things at a system level, to think about the principles, to think about even like things at a component level uh, and the building blocks so that we can actually empower ourselves and if possible, even empower others like what uh, Chen Mu is doing right now with his plugin. This is really interesting. What what can we expect for your future development phases? Now that we saw that you're going to try and monetize it, you're, you have the desktop version of it coming out. What are you looking to do more with your plugin? For me, we have a lot of plans in mind, but to me, it's already good enough, <laughs> to be honest. So this is always a fun project for me. So making it monetized is just a way for it to be self-sustainable because I'm right now paying for the API myself. So I don't want to pay for that every month. I wanted someone probably you appreciate enough that can pay for the, the cost of the plugin so it can become self-sustainable. Because I, I think it's the thing about side project. At first it's very fun. The idea is very scrappy, but it's very fun. And then to an extent, it will go into a stage of that is not so fun. You know, you are adding components and adding uh, function requests that are coming from people. Uh, if there isn't a very strong incentive, for example, the plugin made a lot of money, well, then probably I will consider, you know, investing more time on it. But the, the idea is the thing that fascinates me the most. Hopefully, I have more incentives to work on it in the future. But the thing that I have in mind right now is that first, it can definitely generate the entire flow instead of a single screen. So uh, if you want an entire flow, for example, the entire purchase flow from homepage to product details to checkout and then payment, uh, that's definitely possible that we just need GPT to generate multiple results. Something else is more um, fine tuning the model because right now I think GPT is already a good enough model. Uh, but there's potential to fine tune it. For example, we can have a voting system after each uh, result. So yeah, make Mona Lisa the second uh, res res result we generate is like this. Uh, how do you think? Like it's uh, five or 10, right? And then uh, with the voting, we can actually fine tune the model and make it become better and better 
in UI design. So like if you vote it very bad, then probably next time it won't generate uh, this kind of in, in this direction. So that's fine tuning. And of course, if I have time, we can really incorporate a lot of components, not only wireframe components, but UI components with integration into design system. For example, you can choose theme color, you can choose whatever UI styles you want, but it's really depending on how many sets of components we have, right? The framer AI that we have right now is only one set, but I think um, Adobe also have this recent uh, feature called shuffle uh, color that you can click to generate the color theme. And then you can actually choose from uh, whatever color theme that the AI generates uh, that's suitable. So that's also definitely possible. In another direction to the more personalized direction, right now there are a lot of existing design systems with a lot of components. So with the right uh, parameter input, we can actually integrate the AI into existing components. I'm not sure like material design, we can generate exact material themed design instead of you know using the, this wireframe component that I wrote and design for enterprise products. Yeah. I think it's incredibly exciting. Please don't review all your ideas. And Adobe, if you're listening to this, you should definitely hire Chengmu right here. I think it's gonna give a, a big push to whatever you're building over there. I'm, I'm just curious, I'm gonna ask it on behalf of some of the audience members, you know, writing a plugin requires you to learn how to code. How much coding knowledge did you need to have to, to get this up and running? For Figma plugin? Okay, so if you really want to do a Figma plugin, I think it's a more easier job than developing a full-fledged web app because Figma already have a good documentation, a good support. Uh, everything is very clear and up-to-date. So Figma is really amazing <laughs> that uh, the plugin API document is very well written and up-to-date. And I think developing Figma plugin is one of the easier things that you can do with some basic coding knowledge for JavaScript and HTML mm -hmm. and uh, you know the front end stuff you don't need to worry about back end uh, you can just do mm. it with all uh, pure front end knowledge so what I hear you say it's actually quite easy if someone's willing to invest some time to learn about front end and uh, be able to pick it up um, quite quickly because of the amazing documentation I, I think if you want to learn about front end mm. probably it's, also, it's still good to take a course but if you okay. already know a bit of front end and you want to set up a yeah. basic Figma plugin, you can just read the first chapter of the plugin document. Then you can have a drawing rectangle uh, plugin uh, set up already. At the end of the document, you should be able to set up a plugin that helps you to draw rectangles, which is very basic, but mm. it helps you set up. And then okay. there is ready-made uh, templates that you can use. And there are a lot of code base uh, on GitHub that you can just grab them. So I think it's uh, comparing to building a fully functional web app. Web app I think my plugin is actually more simple. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. And you know, the other thing I noticed when you were talking about your product and you seem really excited about it is that all the different tangents you go to in terms of thinking about the product. And I'm just wondering, you know, how can designers refine or train their product thinking? Because I, I, I realize you're actually maybe one of the few designers I've met that actually have very, very interesting, uh, I would say very, very in-depth product sense. Like, how did you train, train yours up? I guess the, it, it has to be learned uh, through work or the, the, the actual project that you do and get criticized by good people, good teachers. Yeah, that's, that's how we learn. We should not be afraid of being criticized and then take the feedback that we have. Basically, the product is for users, if we are targeting, 
and then uh, whatever we think we need to should be aligned and then we should also have the vision of what they want and then I think most of the knowledge I learned through work on actual products and get criticized by good people and then we learn how they think and then I think that's, that's basically it. I, I don't read a lot. I read some uh, very classic uh, UX books, but most of the knowledge is actually learned from getting my hands dirty. And, you know, at the end of each project that we do, we really do some ritual um, to think about what we learned and what can be carried forward. Yeah, because for example, a lot of people like in their resume, they say, okay, 10 years of experience. Right, and then 20 years of experience as designer. But what does it mean? You can be 20 years and then doing icons. Not saying doing icons is meaningless, but you know, and you can spend one year, but getting very intensely criticized by very or intense discussion and you know, um, exercise on how you think about the product, realizing a product. So uh, I think the actual knowledge that we have is really important for each project that we do, we really think about what we have learned, uh, what we should do in the future or not. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it sounds like a combination of really good feedback from really good people, right, who are, well, uh, most likely better than you, and the the practice and the culture of actually constantly reflecting continuously and and regularly, which is really great. I'm very heartened to hear about this because when we design our programs, especially for our four-month UX program, that's the way we teach our students um, as well. So that's amazing. And you're you're a designer that is doing a side hustle. Do you feel more positive if you see a candidate, someone apply for a job at your team or your company, and you and you see they have a side hustle, right? They run a a small business or they they do some fun projects on the side or they do some volunteer work uh, for a charity or something like that. Would you have a better impression uh, of the candidate provided that their skills are, are competent? Yeah, sure, sure. Because it's mutual. I think good uh, hiring manager will understand that side hustles can actually always become the inspirations from work. And also work will also be the inspirations for uh, for our side hustles. So it's like very mutual contribution. Yeah, that's what I feel. Because for example, I uh, for for this plug for Figma plugins I did, you can consider it as work, because it's like making myself more efficient. Not only this plugin and also uh, the other plugins that I did. And I also did some internal plugins for uh, the companies I worked and uh, I'm planning to do for Daras currently as well. So the knowledge I learned for work empowered me to, you know, work on top of it and do something on my own. But while I'm doing, you know, for example, wireframe designer, I start to think about what is the essence of design and what is the, the thing that we should focus on and how do we consolidate our experience and knowledge into a tool that can empower others? That is basically, you know, if you are a good designer enough, if you want to become a design leader and empower other designers, what you need to do is really consolidate your knowledge and teach it to other designers. That's the, the, making the plugin really makes me think about how can I do it? So it's very helpful for my work as well. Yeah, definitely if, if your side hustle is from a pure uh, hiring perspective, your side hustle is related to your work, it's definitely good. Even if it's not, I think it's also good, also fine, yeah. Well, thank you for the encouragement. And I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, you working on this side hustle, you're, you're also like volunteering for this uh, session to share your knowledge and your experience. Um, is there anything you're looking for? Like, are you looking for volunteers to test your app? Are you looking for people to fund your product roadmap? Or are you looking to, you know, connect with certain types of people? Is there anything that you're on, a, on the lookout for? Uh, right now, actually, I'm about to publish this new version of plugin very soon. So I'm looking for users. So basically, please follow me on LinkedIn. And when I post it, <laughs> please give it a show your support. It's really very meaningful to me. And then I, I'm planning to launch it in Product Hunt as well. So don't hesitate to 
give a command and give up upvote for it if you really enjoy the plugin. So basically, that's it. I I I'm always willing to share the knowledge and、um, you know my thoughts to other people because、uh, that's very helpful for me myself as well. Yeah, if you ask about what I'm looking for for this session, is really you know,、uh, please keep in tune. Follow me on LinkedIn and then try out, try the plugin out. So,、uh, ladies and gentlemen,、uh, Chen Mu Wu from Daras UX and UI lead of Daras,、um, feel free to、uh, find him on LinkedIn, connect with him, and he is going to release it on Product Hunt、uh, as well as. Uh, the next version of his plugin. So do give your support,、uh, whether it's monetary or whether it's just、uh, typing a nice comment,、uh, because so many people have a lot of critical things to say. I remember when I was reading your first post、uh, when you first published the plugin, I was like, "Why are people saying such nasty things about about your plugin? This is just a demo." <laughs> so, but they are、um, but they are we, very good discussions. I like their、uh, comments as well. Exactly. So I, I I think it would benefit the discussion.、Uh, it would definitely help Chemu's work if、um, you give your honest feedback and also、uh, add meaningful contribution to it and test it. Like good users, give him some feedback as well,、uh, so that he can further improve it and and help、uh, more designers be able to ideate nice wireframes. Uh, when they are doing their design process, any parting advice for for designers to prepare for the future or 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 in general? Okay, I I think the audience are all. It's a it's a mix. Some are designers, some are non-designers, <laughs> but they are all from different parts of the world. Yeah, I I hope that more designers are more willing to share your work. I think that's the most important thing.、Uh, share your work and get get feedback. I think there's this book called Show Your Work, right? That's very important.、Uh, show your work and get get feedback.、Uh, no matter how scrappy the idea is or how not confident you are, and being willing to get good and bad feedback from others because that's how we learn. Yeah, I think that's that's it. <laughs> I think that's very inspiring advice. And、uh, show your work, designers, and don't be afraid to iterate from your very initial versions, even if you're a little embarrassed about it. And with that,、uh, we'd like to end the live session. Thank you, everyone, for attending, and we shall see you again in our next episode and next session,、uh, working in UX design. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let me know what you think. Get in touch with me over email at mail at curiouscore dot com. I would love to hear from you. Do also check out our previous interviews and other free resources at curiouscore.com. And until next time, I'll see you on the next episode. Take care and keep leaning into change.